what is the thing for you that you need the courage or you are ready to have the courage to take the first step in? It's completely different for everybody. For you, it might be reaching out to somebody. For you, it might be writing the first page in your book. For you, it might be asking for a raise at work. And so to the courage point, I actually think that it's very difficult for someone to start something new or have courage when their self-esteem is in the tank. And so if everyone out there can just think for a second about what is the number one thing you tie your self-esteem to. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 1,238, One Simple Way to Start Building Confidence. Today, for episode number 1,239, have the courage to take the first step. Many times when I am on other shows, they talk about how quote unquote impressive it is that I went from doing an interview with Alan. So for those who don't know, Alan had a, I won't call it a podcast because it wasn't a podcast because it wasn't on the podcast platforms, I don't think. No, but it was it like YouTube. a YouTube. YouTube channel. Yeah. Alan and I did an interview. So Alan interviewed me and it was a conversation. It wasn't really an interview. And it was like an hour and a half. And at the end of that, I said to one of our other buddies, uh, Andrew, who was there, I said, imagine if you could do that for a living. And he said, well, you can. I mean, there's people who do it. And at that point, I think I had already achieved my financial success and I was kind of miserable at my job. So I was feeling very brave at that time or I was feeling very ready to, to make a shift. So after that day, I'm pretty sure I went home that night and I started researching what kind of equipment you need for a podcast. How do you get one set up? Where do you host it? How do you edit audio? All that stuff. And I ordered the things and I think I had it within a week. And I think the podcast was up and running probably within that month. And a lot of people are very kind about that. And they say, wow, that's really impressive. But I was very excited for the thing and I just wanted to get it going. And I've seen, and there's literally people right now who have already paid me to get their podcast started that are like avoiding me. They have started recording stuff and I'll ping them in our WhatsApp group and say, hey, you know, just a friendly reminder. How are we doing? Hey, how are we doing? How are we doing? And what's happening with a lot of people is they had the courage to take the first step, but the courage went away. And when the courage goes away, that's why a lot of people don't do it. It's you get that. It's kind of like that momentum of, all right, I feel really good. I feel really good. I'm ready to do this. Let me do it even though I'm a little bit scared. Or let me do it even though right now it's imperfect, which it'll, it'll always be. And then you get the ball rolling. That's the only time I really think motivation is super useful. When you're feeling motivated, I think it's easier to ride the wave of momentum. So I'll say that. But when that goes away for a lot of us, that's when we say, ah, eh, you know what? You know, I'm not feeling it or I'm not feeling as confident. It doesn't feel like it's the right time. So what is the thing for you that you need the courage or you are ready to have the courage to take the first step in? It's completely different for everybody. 
For you, it might be reaching out to somebody. For you, it might be writing the first page in your book. For you, it might be asking for a raise at work. We're all in different points of transition. We're all in different points of progress. So this is going to look completely different for everybody. But when you have the momentum of courage, when you have the emotion of courage, you've got to take advantage of it. Because when it goes away, we might end up exactly in the position that we were before. I often say this, Alan, you've heard me say this many times, and we created this together. There is something called the pain pleasure pendulum. It's a tough one to say. We haven't talked about that in a minute. We haven't talked about that. I talk about that. I pretty... miss the pain pleasure pendulum. Yeah, it it's is a tough one. To say. Tough one to say. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's so. I always. <laughs> the pain I always use the example of if you go to work on a Monday, and it is the worst day ever. It is just the worst work day you have ever had in the history of your work experience. What happens is it swings us all the way to pain. And we are at hell no. I am not doing this anymore. For a lot of us, if you do not make a decision that day to facilitate a change, Tuesday comes and Tuesday's a little bit better. Not and just then, a decision, but actually take an action. T- yeah, t- take, take an, action. an action. Yeah. And in even in this analogy, obviously, it's probably not the best decision to emotionally make to just quit your job. So just throw that out there for the sake of this this example, but say you go home Monday, you have a conversation with your partner and you're like, F this, I'm done. Like I am done with this place. You go back Tuesday. It's a little bit better, right? Monday is kind of, it's in the, it's in the, the rear view mirror. Now it's not nearly as bad. Tuesday goes, it's okay. Wednesday's a little bit better. Thursday's almost Friday. Friday is Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday, you're just kind of, you're just getting through the weekend doing whatever you're doing. By the time you go back to work on Monday, it's, it's not, so the, the pain pleasure pendulum states that it is swung back to at least in the middle where it's, you're not happy, but you're not miserable enough to make a change yet. That, and I think this is a very similar thing where you're not ready, but you're more ready than you've ever been because you're riding the, the wave of momentum. And if you don't take action now, when will you? That, uh, the pain pleasure pendulum, it is tough to say that. Mm-hmm. I always think of getting a haircut. Right now, I'm still, I'm getting uh, the like fuzzies on my neck. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, the neckies. Is that what you call them? I did. I just did call them now. That's the first first time I've ever made a. And like, I have to like trim the like side here around my ear because it's getting, you know, I have like really thin hair and it gets like weird. And I'm right on the cusp. I'm getting there. You want my hat? I'm getting there. I can send over the hat if you want. I like the two new ones Taryn got you. I don't like that one as much. Excuse me? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm for a, <laughs> look, one of my me. dreams is to be sponsored by Hurley, even though I do not surf or whatever they are. I just like it, their clothes. And well. we don't have sponsorships, but you Well, way. no, but me personally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll give me some shirts or something I can wear them. That'd be cool. I don't know. Uh, but the hats Taryn got you? Yeah. Awesome. Really She's got nice. great style. I'm, Wherever I'm she really... got those, I need a link. I'll, I'll have her message you. Please. Thank you. Of course. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, pain, pleasure, pendulum. Yeah, so you're unhappy, but you're not unhappy enough to do anything about it. Same with a haircut, same with whatever. Insert action not being taken yet. Another good example is whenever your in-laws are coming over, future in-laws or in-laws, um, you always clean the house. You just you just always do. I don't know any exception to that rule. When you have company coming over, you clean the house. And it's not like it was messy, messy before, but it's not like super presentable for guests, that kind of thing. And this is called necessity, but to bring this back to the original point of courage, 
what I've found, Kevin, this is what I wanted to share. I have one client who is very successful on social media and she, when she has, so, so I've found that with every single client, whatever is the most closely tied to their self-esteem is usually the top leverage point to work on first. And so this client in particular, when she's not exercising, she doesn't feel as good, not only physiologically, but she doesn't feel as good about her body. When she doesn't feel as good about her body or physiologically, she doesn't post on social media as much. When she doesn't post as much on social media, she's not as socially connected. So she's like kind of reclusing a bit, which makes her even have lower self-esteem. So her social life isn't going. And it's this downward spiral, which makes her feel worse, which then makes her exercise less, which then makes her go recluse even more. And it's this downward spiral. And what I've found is, and this is what I'm doing with every single peak performance client, I, I essentially am learning them. And I'm trying to figure out, okay, what is the number one thing that they tie their self-esteem and self-worth to? Uh, you, for example, Kev, it's it's very hard for you to feel good about yourself when you don't have money and when you're not exercising. When you're not weight training or don't have money, it's like you're kind of more scarce. You're just yeah. a less less abundant person. You sure. you you don't want to flex even jokingly. When you're not lifting, it's like one of those things. And I've noticed that about you. So it's like, oh, okay, we got to make sure we make space for that for Kev. Mm. Um, other people, it's their work if they can't work consistently. Uh, for me, I think it's mastery. I think it's how, I think it's the quality of my work. When the quality of my work is low, my self-esteem takes such a hit. And another one is definitely fitness when I'm not exercising. And I'll share this briefly as well. So I used to be really out of shape. Kevin's always been in pretty good shape. I've always, I used to be really out of shape. I actually saw a picture recently of me in high school and I was super lanky, six foot two, just really skinny mini. And I was always self-conscious about that. And, and I remember when I first, um, started down this self-improvement journey, that was the number one leverage point for me. I started lifting and I started getting bigger and I started building muscle. And for me, everything else after that was like secondary. As long as I was progressing in fitness, I had so much more self-esteem, so much more self-confidence, and then I would be winning at everything else. And for a while, I was a fitness coach, fitness model, fitness competitor, but I remember it just started with get my physique right first, get my fitness right first. And so to the courage point, I actually think that it's very difficult for someone to start something new or have courage when their self-esteem is in the tank. And so if everyone out there can just think for a second about what is the number one thing you tie your self-esteem to. And now here's the other piece I need to say. Excuse me, I got a burp. Um, it's not always something we're proud of. So number one form of self-esteem typically, statistically speaking, based on the research for females is body image. So fitness. <clears throat> and I've seen this. I coach a lot of females. Usually when they're on point in fitness, everything else just starts to to grow. It's like amazing. I've got some some clients that are on these really big streaks, NLU team members on these really big streaks. And it's like, I knew once we dial that one thing in, that one place you feel helpless, once we dial that in, everything else, you're just going to be a more confident, empowered, amazing person. Um, and then that's going to come with other challenges because now all your relationships are going to see you empowered and confident and then they're going to react differently and they're going to get triggered by their insecurities and it's a whole thing. But so body image, statistically speaking, is typically the number one for women. For men, it typically is financial success. So um, just 
whatever it is for you, remember those are the statistics. That doesn't mean that's the case. For me, I think body image is probably more than financial success for my self-esteem, although I do know it's both. And here's the thing. That's not something to be proud of. Oh, I tie my self-esteem to whether or not I'm in shape. No one wants to admit that. Yeah. But that's a fact. Kev, that's a fact. Yeah. I there are very few humans that I know that are that are spiritually self-actualized enough for lack of better phrasing to not tie self-esteem to their financial success and or their physique. Very few. Now, is it possible? Yes. Here's the interesting thing. The only way you can actually transform that is by first leveraging it. Mm. And I think that that's a whole nother conversation, but I think it's important for our listeners to be very honest with themselves. Like it took you a while to be honest of like, honestly, I don't feel like a man when I'm not making money. Yeah. Well, that, I think, that takes honesty. Go ahead. It's not even that. I just think we're in such a service driven adding value to people that I thought people would, uh, I don't want to say not like me. But I, I just thought people would look at me differently if I said, yeah, I like I like money. I do. I, I've always liked money. Not because I, and again, yes, do I want nice things? Sure. But it's not just because of that. That's, right. There's a lot of reasons under that. Like I, I told you, I, when I see somebody throw up $5,000 on GoFundMe, it's like, I just want to do it. Why don't you have to like leave this up here for a month? And, you know, that's that's difficult. Just meeting the people that there are to meet at Next Level Live made it worth it all on its own. Uh, everybody there is incredibly supportive. Everybody there is um, not just strong, but also vulnerable and open and also humble about how they're doing and where they're at in life, as well as where they've come from. Uh, so no, at any point, you don't feel um, intimidated or like you're lacking or like you're not as good as anybody else because everybody has been at some point where you are and everybody just wants to see each other thrive and do the best that they can. I know we got to go soon, but can we talk about this for a second? Because people, what really motivates humans versus what we wish motivated us, mm. right? Don't get me wrong. Changing the world and having a positive impact, that's a big part of motivation. That's a thing. That, that will give you courage. But that's not the whole game. Yeah. You better believe looking good in the mirror is going to motivate you. It does. And if we don't admit that and leverage it, it's very hard for people to actually be ignited. And so maybe this is another episode we do at some point, Kev. But for, for you, I noticed you dialed yourself up after you realized that. Because before, well, it's almost like you kind of have this shame around it instead of yeah. actually unlocking the the box of motivation, for lack of a Why, better I, For me, I just think, and it does, it does tie into this. I mean, if you want to have the courage to take the first step, you got to figure out why you haven't yet. And I think a lot of us, Again, myself included. This this happens when I so to Alan's point, the the first step is not always the first. It's not like you're opening a book and reading the first page. You could literally have already read fifty pages, and now you got to get to page fifty one. Maybe that's the new first step. I said this. You weren't you weren't there, but I ordered new sweatpants, and just think of how. If you're listening to this, this might sound like the dumbest thing ever. This is how simple I am as a as a human with this. I ordered new sweatpants and some new t-shirts for the gym. Because when I'm in a bulk, I don't want to wear a, a 
cutoff or a stringer. It's just like, I don't, that's not how I want to, you know, if I look like a sausage, it's coming, the stuff's coming out of the casing. I don't want to, that's not how I want to <laughs> show up in the gym. So I have these new, like really nice, comfortable t-shirts that are effective for working out in. I'm super excited. That made me want to get after it even more. 100%. Something that simple, something that simple, but that was based off of me feeling disappointed in you know, over the course of however long, then I got sick and I couldn't go to the gym and I wanted to go to the gym. Then I was on the road and I wanted to go to the gym, but I was like super sad and I was just trying to get by. So when I'm, when I'm thinking of having the courage to take the first step, it's not like the initial step always. Sometimes it's the next available step. And I think a lot of us, we don't lock in the first step first. So it's almost like, We'll start something and then we'll say, okay, I started it. And then after that, you forget that you have to restart again. And I think that's where a lot of people end up. I think that's why you see, you see so many people start things and they end pretty quickly. Cause I we should they, do, we used ahead. to do episodes on what you called staying power. Yeah. And I think we should do an episode um, soon if we could make a note of it on how to stick with something long enough. Maybe that's not the title. I I leave the titling to you. But I think there's something... We just talked about starting stuff. And I think b do whatever builds your self-esteem, for sure. And then you have to have a motive. Motivation, motive. You have to have a motive that's actually going to get you off your butt. In other words, this is another really good analogy that I always talk about. When you have a wedding coming up, you are in the gym. Everyone, I'm telling you, everyone is in the gym before a wedding. Well, I necessity. noticed this. I've been coaching people for years. These patterns become obvious. Yeah, Kev, there's necessity. We have, we have an event coming up in 55 days. Mm -hmm. You better believe that that is affecting your workouts. I already told you. I that's my I know. That's the end date on my graph is I'm, I'm going to lose 10 pounds in eight weeks. A lot of people have this idea of, well, I want to do it for me. It's like, that's not how humans work. Yeah. Doing it for you is one, one tenth of the equation, and that's fair, right? But to your point, it's okay. This is what I, I want to do a post of this of like, if you, and again, I know this isn't exactly the topic, but it kind of, it connects to it because the courage is different for everybody. If you want to lose weight to look good on the beach, cool. I want you to do it. Right. If you 100%. want to look, if you want to lose weight, uh, because you want to feel better about yourself, cool, I want you to do it. If you want to gain weight because you want to get stronger, cool, I want you to do it. It, it. Whatever. I don't really care what the reason is that much because I think oftentimes we allow the reasons to stop us from starting in the first place because we think we 100%. have to have a, a certain reason. When it's like, I think that people are ashamed of the real reason and because yeah. of that, they don't get fully ignited. Yeah. Like, okay, I'll give you another example and, and then we'll go. Okay, wanting to be better in bed for me with Emilia is a huge motivator for me. I want to, I want, I'm 34 years old. I'm not getting any younger. I want to perform. Mm. And I know that I'm not going to be able to do that if I don't have really good cardiovascular and physical health. And of course, I want to look good in bed. See how like uncomfortable that is for people to talk about. But guess what? I'm more motivated because I own that and I actually leverage it. Right. That's not my whole reason. That's not the only reason, but it's one of them for sure. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. And on the NLU team, very last thing I'll say, you know, whether it's courage or motivation or, or being ignited is what we're talking about here. 
the NLU team, we do reports every single week on everyone's habit trackers. Everyone's tracking habits better and everyone's scores are going up when we're doing those reports. I've seen a direct statistical correlation. And here's why. Nobody wants to get a crappy score in front of everybody else. That's the real reason. It's not that they're inherently, you know, I want to suddenly do better because I want to, I want to be better for me. It's actually, I don't want to look bad. And that is motivating. And I think that that's a really important conversation we should have at another point. Dude, that I'm realizing that people have a very, a very false understanding of their own motives, aka motivation. And that's why they can't stick with things long enough. I mean, you and I, with the 10 pounds in 10 weeks, saying it publicly on the podcast and not wanting to look like hypocrites and not wanting to miss an episode was way more motivating than anything we've ever done. Because we didn't want to look bad. That is a huge motivator. And and believe it or not, in the human condition, that's a bigger motivator than one day I want to achieve X, Y dream physique. And I think it's important to understand that. So, Yeah. I think at the end of the day, ask yourself a couple of questions. Number one, what is the thing I want to start? Number two, what is currently holding me back? If I had to come up with five reasons, what are they? And then ask yourself also, I think this is another interesting thing anytime you're trying to like have a breakthrough, what is the result I'm actually expecting? Because that's a whole nother thing is a lot of us are, our expectations of the results are just off. And if your expectations of the results are off, you're, you may never take action because you're not going to get that result anyway. Yep. And that's a whole wonky thing. So ask yourself those questions and then figure out, okay, what's, what is one little breadcrumb I can take? What is that small thing? It doesn't have to be you know, in my example, it was order the equipment. All right, now the equipment is here. I'm excited to test it out. For you, it could be something different. Maybe it's new gym clothes. Maybe it's, you know, a new book. Maybe it's a new pen. Maybe it's a new laptop, whatever, whatever it is. Figure out what that is and then just take that first step. The The sad thing is if you don't take the first step, you never realize how cool the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth steps are. Like that's really cool. It's really cool to be able to take those steps, but you don't know how to do that until you take the first. So make sure and- you are doing that. And what is your self-esteem really tied to? Right over the list. Like what what do you actually tie your self-esteem to? I had one client who was very honest. Honestly, my physique, how good I look naked. And number two is how much money I make. And it's like, okay, I know that sounds like a bad thing. Now let's leverage that and let's get some intrinsic self-esteem builders. Let's transform that by leveraging it. And so whatever it is for you, what does your self-esteem... And by the way, this is unconscious. This is an unconscious thing. What we tie our self-esteem to, some people tie it to their looks, some people tie it to their physique, some people tie it to their bank account. But you got to know you. This is self-awareness and and that will help you have courage when you need it. Next level nation, I am very excited to announce. I think I announced this last week or the week before that I am opening up next level mindset coaching. So I did a lot of mindset coaching back in the day. Then I transitioned more into podcast coaching because the podcast was growing and people were asking me, hey, can you help me with this? But I realized that I miss the community very much. I want to make sure I am adding value to the community beyond just the podcast. And I just miss having conversations with people behind the scenes. So if you are someone who resonates maybe more with me than Alan, I am opening up some slots for mindset coaching. We can do, I'm probably going to do every other week, but if somebody wants to do every week, I'll find a way to make it work. Uh, But just reach out if you're interested. I'm going to, I don't know, I'm probably going to try to take on like five clients to start and we'll, we'll kind of go from there. But if I have worked with you in the past and you would like to come back, I'd love to have you. I'll, I'll shoot some messages your, your way as well. But I just wanted to bring awareness to that for everybody. 
So as you know, Kevin and I at the tail end, probably mid-2022, maybe even beginning 2022, Kevin decided, like he just mentioned, to go all in on podcast coaching. I decided to go all in on business coaching. Both of us got to a point where we were like, a lot of our listeners are not podcasters or business owners yet. Mm. And that's not fair because we want to coach and help our listeners. And so I opened, he opened Next Level Mindset Coaching. I opened Peak Performance Coaching. The only difference between peak performance coaching and the business consulting, those are the only two things that I do. Peak performance coaching is for individuals. And yeah, maybe you have a business as well is a part of that. Business consulting is I'm coaching the business and then the individuals are a part of that. So if you're an individual who is not a business owner or maybe you just want to focus on your own personal development, your own peak performance, reach out. I do have peak performance coaching. Both of them are the same price. Reach out. I do monthly, I do biweekly, and I do weekly. It's pay as you go. There's no long-term contract. There's no penalties for canceling or anything like that. Kevin and I are not doing that. It's pay as you play, pay as you go. Uh, Also, we have Next Level Live coming up. It is about a month and a half, a little more than a month and a half away. It is on April 1st, Kev? April 1st, two months, two months away. Two months away. April 1st, 2023. We did it in 2022. This time is going to be a lot more of an immersive experience. We're going to have an assistant coach in the audience helping you through everything. It's going to be Kevin and I on stage. It's kind of going to be, imagine a half day full immersion event where there's breakout sessions, you're meeting other people. It's going to be an experience. The goal is to help you transform. You're going to leave that room understanding yourself at a deeper level, understanding the human condition at a deeper level, and understanding the world and how to flourish within it at a deeper level. So we hope that you join us. It's literally only $97. So please join us. We would love to meet you. We're going to have a photo booth. You're going to get professional headshots if you want them. All kinds of things are included, including food as well, potentially. So boom. Next level nation uh, tomorrow for episode number 1240. It is not clickbait. I promise how to get more done faster. I'm excited. We have a pretty cool story about that. As always, We love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.